Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mrs. G's Storytime. We are reading Star of Light by Patricia Sanjin with permission of Moody Publishing Company. And we are reading Chapter 4, Zora Makes a Plan. Hamad stood on the outskirts of the market, his thin brown face turned upward, his bright dark eyes fixed at the top of the mosque, waiting for the priest to appear and shout the four o'clock prayer call. This was the time Kenza was released, and he could carry her off, safe for another week. The crowd was thinning now. Hamad could spot his sister sitting in a sad little heap beside her master. She was in disgrace because she had fallen asleep, and Hamad was impatient to rescue her. The mosque was a village temple, a building with a square tower dazzling white against the blue sky. A golden crescent gleamed from the top. At last the old bearded priest appeared and sent his chanted call ringing out across the marketplace. There is one God, he cried, and Muhammad is his prophet. Faithful Muslims flocked to the temple or took off their shoes and prayed where they stood, facing east, bowing low, and sometimes kneeling with their foreheads on the ground. The moment Haman caught sight of the priest, he ran across the market, kissed the old beggar's hand in greeting, and snatched up his little sister. He had brought her a donut, and she clutched it eagerly and took a mouthful. In the joy of filling his arms safe around her once more, she forgot all about the hunger and the thirst, the weariness of that long day, and nestled her head into his neck, crooning with delight. Her tired little body relaxed, and she fell fast asleep as she had been longing to do for the past three hours. Haman, a little bent from the dead weight of her, wandered home along the river path in the sweltering heat. He rested for a while under a fig tree, watching the river where the women were washing their clothes and the cows cooled their feet. He wondered where the river went. One day he would find out for himself. Once again, as the night fell, the family gathered around the clay bowl and ate their supper by firelight and the candlelight. Kenza, refreshed from her sleep, sat on her mother's lap, flushed and bright-eyed, opening her mouth for food like a hungry baby bird. Haman watched her, loving her and remembering the pressure of her weary little body against his back. Always, always he would protect her and make her happy. The cows munched in the shed and an old dog with a torn ear wandered in and lay lay with his head on Rama's lap. Moths and bats fluttered in and out and the cat crept up and stuck his head into the clay pot to make supper, to have supper with the family. Haman, tired from his climb, laid down to sleep. He dreamed that the terrifying old beggar stood between him and Kinza. Suddenly he woke to find that the moon had risen and the grown-ups were still talking around the dead charcoal. In the silver beams he could see their faces clearly. His stepfather, grim and determined. Fatima, cruelly pleased. And his mother, pale and pleading. This is the only offer we shall ever get for her, said Sai Muhammad fiercely. She will be looked after for life. Life, cried, cried, his, cried his mother bitterly. There will be no life. She will die. She is so little and so weak. A blind child is better dead, remarked Fatima. Zora turned angrily on the old woman, but the man silenced them both by rising, raising his hand. Silence, you foolish women, he ordered. There, let there be no more talk about this. This child must come with me three days from now at dawn. He rose grandly like a king, and Fatima rose too. But Zora stayed crouched by the dead fire, rocking herself to and fro in the moonlight, 
Little daughter, little daughter, she murmured brokenly to herself, and Hermann lay quite still and watched her. He dared not speak or go to her for fear of waking his stepfather. But his hot little heart beat very fast, and his mind was completely made up. It shall not be, he said to himself over and over again. I will not let her go. It shall not be. He watched his mother creep away at last and lay down sorrowfully to sleep. He watched the pale patch of moonlight move across the doorway and rest on the cradle where Kinsa lay dreaming. He saw the pale summer dawn begin to break, and he heard the first rooster crow. And all the time he lay thinking, thinking, thinking. But his thinking got him nowhere. He just, before daybreak, he fell into a deep sleep. Two hours later, he was woken by the stepfather, prodding him with his foot. Wake up, you lazy creature, growled Sai Muhammad. It's time you get, had the goats out. Hamad rolled up his mattress, washed his face and hands in the bucket of water, and started to eat his breakfast. Gobbling his bread and sipping his bowl of coffee, he glanced at his mother. Her face was pale, and there were dark circles under her eyes, but, but she did not look as unhappy as he had expected. There was a determined expression on her face, as though she had made up her mind about something. Once Hamon found her staring hard at him, and he stared firmly back. She, she raised her eyebrows a little, and he gave a slight nod. A secret understanding flashed between them. As soon as they could, they would talk together. They did not have to wait very long. Haman took the goats on the hillside with their crust of bread safe from his breakfast. He bribed a friend to watch them for him, and they crept back and watched through the, a gap in the, in the hedge. Soon he saw his mother go across to where the grindstone stood, and after a few minutes he slipped in and joined her. Kenzie was sitting as usual with her face turned towards the eastern mountain, waiting for the sun to rise. Zora sat cross-legged, turning the heavy wheel that crushed the corn. Haman crouched down beside her and touched his arm. Mother, he whispered, I heard last night. Is it the old beggar who is to have Kenza? His mother turned towards him and her calm, steady gaze rested on him for a moment as if she were making a decision. He was a thin little boy, small for his age, but very tough, and his love for Kenza was very strong. So my husband thinks, she replied, but I say it shall not be. I will not have Kenza starved in those cruel streets. No, Haman, you must take her somewhere else. You can save her if you wish. Me? echoed Haman, amazed. But the look he gave his mother was reassuring, full of bravery and willing courage. And next time we will be reading Chapter 5, Haman Agrees to Help. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.